Ayo, welcome in to CHGO White Sox Post Game Show. Coming to you live from Studio A. It's weird not to have the presenting thing. What do we do now? It feels weird. I don't know what you're supposed to say there. What do we... I, it's the show, show time. Presented by you. Show time. Presented by, presented by you, the people. Um, I'm Sean Anderson, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. Alongside me is Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckernwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button if you are up and hanging out with us after this West Coast lost. The White Sox lose 5-1. to one. Steven, come on. Steven, hey, not, hey, Steven hey, not hey. appreciative of Yasmani Grandal's ninth-inning sacrifice fly. I was Which, setting up another show. It, it was a little rushed. We're going to get it fixed. One Vinny click to pick. Which... Whatever it is. Which is weird because my guy, Andrew Vaughn, I've always been an Andrew Vaughn guy, never have criticized him. I mean, as people have noticed that I'm the Andrew Vaughn guy on this set. so It's true. It You've never criticized him. Definitely not in the last several days. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm sad that Andrew Vaughn didn't get his just due today. Really? How many RBIs did Andrew Vaughn have? None. Mm. He gets, he's only the guy who gets on base. He's like, hey, I'll get on base with my great brace running, too, in the ninth inning to score the only run the White Sox had. Also, I missed the final score by one run. It you said 5-2. It's, it's the same thing with Fred. He you went did. to 6-1. Yeah. I mean, hey, and if we're talking about closeness, Clark said, our guy Clark said, see you at 11-40. And he's not here. Yet here we are at 11-40. I think Clark, he might be here. but just not here. commenting He's yet. not gloating in the comments. And isn't that what life's I, about, gloating? I guarantee my guy Clark's here. Um, I guarantee that. Well, we, we will patiently wait silently until Clark speaks. <laughs> um, we did have a pregame show earlier. We talked about Liam Hendricks. And one piece that we I, I think I missed because Vinny was like, I brought that up. And I, was I like, said it. I said did. it very. I said it as like an aside. So I'm glad Matter that fact, you're giving Lee. it. I'm glad that you're giving it more attention. Yes. All right. Uh, Steven, can we turn any of these into spotlights? Can we give <laughs> Vinny a spotlight to give him? Oh, I'm this is not okay. an aside. I don't this think is... we have that capability. Here. Okay. All I, right. I could right. put the light right up in his face, but he won't see again. <laughs> Vinny, <laughs> not only that, no one would see me. Correct. Because yeah, people don't you, realize there would just home, be a light in front of my face. Insanely bright. Right. What was the aside that should have been a soliloquy? Well, again, I, I, I mentioned it, but I don't think I mentioned it quite hard enough that Liam Hendricks said there's no structural damage with what he's dealing with in his elbow. So um, we were talking about uh, his recent history, uh, as well as his not-so-recent history as de- in dealing with um, things not going the way they're supposed to in that elbow. He's pitched with a partially torn UCL since 2008. Um that's a very long time ago, 15 years ago. I don't think Sean was even born yet. Um, and last year, he obviously had uh, the flexor strain that landed him on the injured list for about a month, kind of in that area, but not anything worsening in that department. We were talking about how maybe, listen, you deal with this for 15 years and maybe some stuff starts to pop up, but we want to make sure that we point out no structural damage, according to Liam. So, um Maybe this is just a thing like last year where you, you rest it up for a few weeks or a month and you come back and you're able to, to pitch through it. I think what we were uh, talking about that still applies certainly is that here's another White Sox player who might be managing an injury the rest of the year. Obviously, Liam is his own special situation with what he went through coming back from the, from, from the cancer treatment, but uh, it, just in terms of a baseball injury, 
we're seeing Yohan Moncada having to deal with his back. Yasmani Grandal dealing with the legs in the back. Aloy Jimenez dealing with the legs. Is this Liam Hendricks going to be dealing with the elbow for the remainder of the season once he comes back off the injured list? I sure hope not. I sure hope he gets all the rest and all the recovery that he needs. Because, uh, as we saw today, the White Sox probably don't need him because they're not going to score enough runs to have a lead for when Liam needs to come in the game because this game was ugh, just so lifeless. Offense didn't do a damn thing. Lance Lynn got hit early, settled in, and then that was it. Well, it gave a lot of people to theorize. Not only did I say uh, see people throw out that uh, White so- White, the White Sox should use an opener for Lance Lynn now because um, I think he's given up like 19 runs in his 14 uh, first innings uh, or something like that. Uh, but I've also saw Lance Lynn is the closer because he has the intensity. So, hey, maybe he doesn't start the game. Maybe he only closes the game. We'll figure it out. Uh, but apparently... White Sox, White Sox Twitter needs to get together and, and yes. fi- figure out their, their opinions before spreading them out there because they're just contradicting each other at this point. What is not contradicting each other anymore, I guess it's now a tie. I guess it is now a contradiction. Uh Jordan Lyles and Lance Lynn have now given up the most homers uh, in Major League Baseball. Along with, uh, you say, Kikuchi as well. Why doesn't that pop up on my fan graphs? Is he not, like, qualified? Did it happen tonight? Fangrass hates Japanese players. Because Fangrass... That's that's true. (laughs) Fangrass is like like BB Ref, where it updates the next day, right? Next day, yeah. Uh, MLB.com updates live. Did Toronto play? Oh, they played Baltimore. They got crushed. And Kikuchi was probably part of that. Getting crushed. Uh, well, he wasn't. He didn't pitch. Ah, Bassett well. did. Ooh, Chris Bassett. Been anyway, well this year. 18 home runs given up by the lot of them. Just uh, making sure. Yeah. That is. I just, hey, we just talked about being factual, being correct. Hey, I appreciate you double checking. Just wanted to make sure. Um, anyways, uh, Lance Lynn. I mean, what, what do we do about Lance Lynn? Do we just ignore it? He comes up every five days. There's literally nothing you can do about Lance Lynn unless you're going to create a Phantom IL stint for Lance Lynn. He's not getting DFA'd. And I know people who are listening and watching this want him DFA'd, but do you want Jesse Schultons? You know, they've already DFA'd Deekman earlier in the year. You think Jerry's wants to just be eating money left and right? Like, he didn't pitch well today, but then he settled in. It's not an excuse for him, but he did settle in eventually. This is a home run hitting team in the Los Angeles Dodgers. It wasn't a good outing for Lance Lynn. But if anything you take out of this that is kind of positive, struck out six, I think, only walked two, settled in in the second, third, fourth, and fifth innings, and then the sixth inning kind of got away from him. But I thought that uh, for what he's, how he started – and how he finished, even though he gave up, uh, Crochet gave up his uh, inherited run, but that turned into be a, an unearned, unearned run because of Yohan Mankata's air there. It was all right, fine outing for Lance Lynn. Not what you want from any of your starting pitchers, but for what he's been going through, this, I think, is a incremental step in the right direction. The smallest step in the right direction. I, I guess. I guess what you can say about this is that it is nowhere close to as bad as Lance has, has been this year from a results standpoint. Um, but you know, five innings and four runs is, is not going to get the job done uh, if you're a starting pitcher, especially a starting pitcher who is supposed to be a starting starting pitcher of his caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is a guy who, in in this uniform, 
has finished in the top three in the Cy Young vote. Um, that's what you would expect Lance Lynn to be, is, is that elite American League pitcher. He has not been that. Last year, it seemed to stem from the injury. This year, he hasn't missed any time, uh, and it is just not clicking. And uh, listen, I, I, I think I hate to draw the parallels because it's, you know, everybody calling for a DFA that seems very unlikely to happen. But Dallas Keuchel, first year in a White Sox uniform, was, the, was, was a uh, top five Cy yep. Young finisher uh, and then turned into a guy whose numbers were just through the roof. And, uh, and, and, and Lance is um, doing that as well uh, this year. His ERA is ridiculously high. You read off uh, that he's right up there with the – or he is the one of the league leaders in home runs allowed. He's right up there with the league leaders in walks. Uh, along with a couple of his teammates, by the way. Um, so, what was it, the it, stat that only, like, what Lance, like, two pitchers have more home runs and walks allowed? What was combined? Yeah, combined. It was like the only people that had more were his two teammates. And, oh, 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 I, I thought, see. Oh, I don't you know. said he was top fifteen. I thought you read that one. I was no, like, no, no, no. He was at the time I tweeted it. He was uh, behind only Lyles and Kikuchi in home runs allowed. He was, I believe, thirtieth in baseball and walks, but two of those. Pitchers ahead of him were Cease and Kopech. Um, so, yeah, it, it has gone quite poorly uh, for Lance, and I, I don't think you're going to see him go, though. I mean, Herb brought up what's the alternative, and that's very much uh, a reality for this White Sox team. I don't know if they have three months' worth of Jesse Schulten's starts in them. I don't know if they have three months' worth of Sean Burke starts in him if he's ready to go down there anytime soon uh, to, to, to get some major league action. Um, and then you've got to remember, too, and, and Jason even brought it up on the broadcast. I mean, Lance is the leader of this pitching staff, and he might not be as vocal as he has been in the past if the results aren't lining up you know, with, with, with um, what he wants them to be, but you you just start you just start cutting guys and then one of those guys is a beloved clubhouse figure a guy who the rest of the pitching staff looks up to and and goes to for for insight and advice and uh i i don't see that happening i mean like you said they already made their their dfa uh with jake deekman of a guy who they were paying um to pitch this year i don't see that happening with lance because again they're you're not replacing him with somebody that is worthy of taking that roster spot. Well, and we see Lance's reaction once he gets pulled from the game, um, slamming, and you're like, "Don't break your hand, don't punch anything." Uh, you know, it just you see the frustration from him, uh, only giving us five innings. If, if see, we want to flash the uh, starting pitcher lines up: five innings, uh, five runs, four earned, six hits, six Ks, two walks. Gonsolin, six innings, no earned runs, two hits, six mm-hmm. Ks, two walks. Um, and even to your point, Vinny, about the the leadership. Um, I think back to when they were in Toronto and Pedro Grafal was saying, we have to come out of here with an edge. And this is after they just lost in Tampa. And I, I think they were on like a five-game losing streak. And Lance was the start of that day. And he was just swearing after every single pitch. And he was just, you know, coming out there and with that edge. And, you know, I do think he likes setting that tone um, for the Sox. But he can still probably, do that. It's probably really frustrating, though, when, you know, hey, let's go set the tone by giving up right. four Right. Runs of the first inning. And and you know, we're we're harping on Lance because his numbers are bad and he gave up two more home runs today and he did exactly what we said he can't do in, or couldn't do in the post or in the pregame show when we said, Go ahead and give up your two home runs, just don't put anybody on in front of him. I mean, if he had only given up two runs today in five innings, that'd be a much different story. Um still lose. 
Right. But yes, but a great, but, great outing though. Right. But at, at the end of the day, this offense is 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 not helping anybody. Um, seven. They've played ten games in the month of June. Seven of them, they've scored three or fewer runs, and not insignificant number of those they've won. But mm-hmm. um, it's you. You cannot. You cannot have any sort of sustainable success doing that, especially when that is what is supposed to be. And we're sounding like a broken record from last year, but supposed to be the focus of this team. I mean, this team was built to hit and score runs and score a lot of runs and hit a lot of home runs and just nothing on a nightly basis. Ball goes far, team goes far, and that's why they're 10 games under right now. Yeah, and Tony Gonsolin's good, but, you know, you have to do your job. And the White Sox did not do their job offensively today. Failed on most accounts, and this guy's not a strikeout guy, but we got number two hitter. Striking out the first time he comes up, and I'm talking about Andrew Bintini, and the second time he comes up, he's got a 2-2 count. Just looks at a fastball right down the middle. It's like, what's our approach? And his individual approach to two two uh, 2-0 counts, and I'm talking about Andrew Bintini, he's late on them. Like, I don't know what the thought process is right there where you're just like, okay, he's throwing me a fastball, middle-middle. I'm going to be late on this one and follow it off or hit a weak line drive to Mookie Betts, who's playing shortstop. Like, those don't make sense. He's a left-handed hitter. He should be looking to drive that ball into right center field or hitting the fire pole over at right field at minimum. But he's still going the opposite way. It's a terrible, terrible offensive approach, especially when you got the advantage. It's been like this the whole season with more than just Andrew Benintendi, but that's what I took off today. He had multiple 2-0 counts where he didn't attack and do a great job of uh, making Tony Gonsolin pay for his balls before that. He said on Instagram he's saving them. <laughs> he's saving those homers. For what? MLB The Show? You know, good it's time, time to go, brother. No, man. I mean, hey. Get on know, his ass, Brock Holt. Get at, in his ass. As Pedro Grafal said, don't let him get hot. You know, watch, watch, just wait for them to get hot. You know, if they're just 10 games under 500, and they're probably just bad. Uh, what do we, just real quick, I mean, what do you make of Bob Nightingale seeing on our old uh, em, employer uh, airwaves uh, that, you know, hey, this isn't uh, Pedro, you know, this is Pedro Grafol's fault because, you know, so if it was Tony, Tony La Russa's fault, it has to be Pedro Grafol's fault. Yeah, um, I know who's. I don't know who sent him to say that, but I think it's garbage. You know, either way you put it, like Pedro just got there, and somebody is sending Bob out there to send word that it's his fault. He didn't fix everything that was wrong with the White Sox. It's garbage, absolutely garbage. This man is trying his best. He just got his first major league baseball job as a manager, and now he's hearing through one of the national writers that, you know, Pedro didn't fix him. It's time to break this thing all up. It's garbage. I don't like when, and it might just be Bob going rogue or just taking something we was told and going rogue. It's either way you put it. I don't think Pedro should be blamed for this team. As we always talk about managers mattering very little and wins losses. What manager comes in here and makes his team hit? What manager comes in here and makes his team healthy? What manager comes in here and makes Lance Lynn better pitcher? One of the guys that is hitting is Luis Robert, and we just credit him for drawing a walk. And I mean, that was, I mean, that Pedro Grafal has been part of Luis Robert's resurgent. Obviously, you know, Luis Robert being healthy has been part of that, but Herb, I found it shady. Um, so take on the sun, 
with Gear uh. Last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with warm weather ahead with we've premium got no, polarized we've, shades. We've got no props price. because it poured rain all day. And yeah, it's and it's because it's uh, midnight. If we That's yeah, a good point. well, but even still, we walked when we walked in here, the sun. Might have been out. Yeah. Um, Shader Days is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. It is later, so I think the sunset's like 847. Oh, yeah. So we still could have Yeah, but there's no sun today. Right. It It was was the overcast all day. Shader Days offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shader Days offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, it tells us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off. Two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, this lovely Tim Anderson bobblehead was donated by FOCO. They also gave us the uh, Southpaw bobblehead back there. Uh, happy birthday, Southpaw. Uh, by the way, we missed that on Sunday, or at least uh, Vinny and I did, because you were there celebrating your birthday. Um, but FOCO, you can check them out, F-O-C-O, while you're chilling and listening out to our podcast. You can scroll and see all the lovely bobbleheads, like Herb's Guy, Andrew Benatendi, uh, Pig Suey, uh, also commented on the in- Instagram uh, post about uh, Andrew Benatendi. Arkansas men's basketball oh, okay. or men's baseball. Oh, I thought you oh, meant like the the, the, the mascot, mascot did. Yeah, it's like they're not supposed to talk, isn't it? Tusk, the the re- so they've got a real animal and then they've got the guy in the suit. I'm not sure which is named Tusk, but one of them is. I hope it. I hope that the suit is Tusk. I'm going to do some further reference or Thank further you. searching on this. While you do that, Vinny, get fit in the best sports gear around at foco.com. F O C O. Dot com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And since it is spring and baseball season, they have Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. And like Herb says in the chat, uh, thanks for joining us on the late night. And thanks to everybody uh, for saying, uh, you know, you guys are, uh, you know, love the show, hate the socks, or, uh, you know, something like, uh, uh, you know, this is the only reason why I'm paying attention to the socks is because of the show. It means a lot, you know? Hey, it's tough to... To see your team be 10 games under 500, especially uh, in this bad, 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 bad division. Because, again, it's not surprising they lose to the Dodgers. It's just seemed lifeless. Told you our guy Clark was going to be here. He is. Never a doubt. But he's not taking a lap because he's classy. He's not taking a a victory lap. Right. He doesn't gloat. No, he's not a gloater. But here's, I will gloat. It's true that the the two different mascots have the different names at the University of Arkansas. Tusk, and they're now on their sixth tusk, mm-hmm. is the living mm. hog that, that they have there, the live hog mascot. And then you got the guy in the cartoon hog suit. That's Big Red. Big Red, yeah. oh, of course. So there you go. There's your Because uh, he's big and red. Correct. Um, yeah. Husky Bardo has a super chat saying, funny how these World Baseball Classic guys are uh, hurt or bad on the Sox. Um, I mean, that was one part of the World Baseball Classic, and maybe it's just because of the uh, competition itself. I thought Lance Lynn looked fantastic. We were, we were all excited. I mean, mm-hmm. you said, and not to bring this up, but Stephen uh, reminded me of this. So, uh, but uh, you know, you were saying, hey, it might be a Cy Young year for for Lance Lynn. He looked, he looked, he looked ready to rip. As in, bad uh, as he looks, all of this is surprising. Just, yeah, I mean, 
To this extent, absolutely. Yeah, 14, right. 14 starts and only three of them haven't had a homer given up. Yeah, no. 11 one, of his 14 starts, have, he's a lot of homer. And this AG guy, I get it, guy. We're not defending him. We're just saying the outing was bad, but he settled in and gave the team a chance to maybe do something. And the White Sox uh, hitters were like, well, we're good. Three hits today. Yeah, let's not forget getting. that that Will Smith home run. That was actually a pretty good pitch. It was. Inner portion of the play, kind of in on the hands, and he just hit it out of there. Sometimes guys are going to hit you. And that's and also the team they're facing is a pretty decent one who now leads the league in home runs. Well, and then with he, the Dodgers. And I, and he walked I'll, Freeman right before Smith went deep. That right. wasn't smart. He shouldn't yeah. have did that. He, sh- he shouldn't <laughs> have done that. But, like, you know, again, it's just more errors that compile. And I will tell you this uh, to that that uh, complainant uh, regarding Lance Lynn. You know who's not going to defend Lance Lynn? Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Uh, he is obviously not happy about this. He has not been happy from day one, or I guess it was day two, when he because uh, he, he fared all right in Houston but didn't pitch well against the Giants when they kept came home. I mean, I can't tell you the number of Lance Lynn post-game media sessions that have all been the same with him saying how much he's got to be better, how he sucked that day, how he it was a, uh, to quote him, a horse shit performance. <laughs> um, I mean, he's he's mad. And guess what? The TV cameras caught it today. They You saw him break an iPad. Thankfully, it wasn't mine. But um, you saw him break an iPad in the dugout. Thankfully for him and the White Sox, he didn't break anything else, in, you know, in terms of bones in his hand. But... Um, He's 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 not happy, and I mean, you say zero leadership. My first reaction is, well, you know, leadership and putting up a good ERA are not, you know, two things that have to go hand in hand. But there is something in in taking in you know taking that uh, uh, self accountability and and realizing that you're not getting the job done and and working like we heard uh, Daryl describe you know pass along from Kurt Hassler today you don't think Lance is working on this stuff in between starts of course he is um, he's been doing this for a long time and he knows how to get better and that it isn't happening probably means that uh, that that he's far more frustrated than everybody out there watching it. Couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, Lance is hard on himself, and he knows that this is not him. And it's a walk year, too. He wants to be good. And now the White Sox are like, eh, you, we ain't going to give you that. Here's $1 million to go away and sign with another team. So I'm sure that he wanted to perform well. I'm sure every team and player wants to perform well. It's not working. He's been bad. He's been one of the worst, if not the worst, Major League starting pitcher in front of Jordan Lyles, who is now 0-11. But mercy. <laughs> I mean, they've lost all 14 games he's started. Oh, God, just so bad. And uh, didn't the White Sox struggle a little bit against Jordan Lyles? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Well, the the second time around, which was funnier, because the first time around, like, Robert and Vaughn went deep. Yeah, I was at that game and took a picture of the Pasquatch when he hit a single. Which is weird. <laughs> when he, he just comes out every time. Yeah. When they got to re- get their money's worth in the, in the suit. Yeah. So they invested in the suit. <laughs> they got to get their money's worth. They save it for home runs. He's only going out there, what, max, like 25, 30 times a year? This, no, you got to send him out there every time anything happens. You guys kept bringing up the Kansas City Heat. The The suit is extremely custom. It's extremely breathable. Um, is this a, true? The first of Have its you read kind. about it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's midnight, and I'm delusional. <laughs> Why are we doing this? 
What are you, talking about the past quad? Because I brought up past quad. Do you want to talk are, about the three no. hits that the White Sox got why, tonight? Why do My time favorite was the two, exist? Well, two uh, Andrew Vaughn hits that how, he should have won a click to pick. Oh. <laughs> how is it 7 o'clock in L.A. and it's it's 9 o'clock here? Because the sun. No you know the sun? Stupid. That's how it works. It Less is, about the it's sun a, and the rotation. It's actually the rotation of the earth. Oh, the yeah, earth. Right. It's yeah. a, it's, the sun's big. How, how does that? That shouldn't matter. You want me to give you a crash course sure. in uh, astronomy yeah, right gotta, now? I don't got, think we need to do that. We got to get to forty five minutes. Um, no, I, uh, I mean, we were on a nice little run about the Pasquatch. And yeah, we I, didn't, I didn't. <laughs> hey, uh, to at least go back because I did have one thought about your Tusk thing. Um, yeah, it is a terrible sure. album. Yes, um, I agree. Stephen, feel free to just not go live. Like you can just stop going live for a second. Right? I don't think it works like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I might say might incriminate me, but uh, our guy Schwell oh was saying, you know, hey, get a pig, get a pig, get a, get a pig if the White Sox are three games back by uh, July 4th. Isn't that technically a pig? Shouldn't we get a pig named Tusk? I mean, I think regardless saying, of the Razorback, uh, Arkansas Razorback connection, the pig's name was probably going to be Tusk all along. Yeah, those are warthogs, <laughs> yes. right? No, Razorbacks aren't kind of a wild dogs? boar type situation. Okay. Yeah, isn't it still pig? I mean, pig it's, family it's related to a pig. You probably pig wouldn't want to eat it. Yeah, pig adjacent. Yeah, it's pig I mean, adjacent. It might be gamey. I don't think it would be kill you. I don't think it runs too fast. Okay. It doesn't have enough meat on the bone. <laughs> Go and kill yourself a, a warthog or whatever they're called, a razorback. If Tusk Six goes missing, I did not say this. Wow. Um. I, I do not want to talk about the three hits. I mean, they have to do this again. Like, I mean, they're going to play Kershaw tomorrow. It's going to be on ESPN. I think that's the biggest thing for me is just the White Sox are going to be on ESPN, Apple TV. MLB all, Network tonight. MLB, MLB Network tonight. Are these are these networks sure? Again, they're 10 games back. And, like, I get the whole Lance Lynn, DFAM thing. But, again, like, they just – what team wants to eat $18 million when you're in this situation? None. And – they got to believe that he can't pitch any worse than this. Like, he's pitched the second worst of any starter in the league, and they have to think, like, this can't be real. This is not what we signed up for. Is he just from one year to the other, like, uh, completely washed? And from in the WBC looking like one of the top pitchers participating there to one of the worst pitchers in Major League Baseball. You can't believe that. And I'm sure the White Sox are like, there's more in here. There's got to be the guy that we saw. And you saw it after the comments by Steve Stone about eating that salad. You saw Lance Lynn almost throw a no-hitter and throw very well at that home start. But that's been few and far between. He's been really struggling this year. And I don't know what's going to get him better. He had better location on some of his cutters and sliders, as we're talking about with the uh, Will Smith home run. That that sinker wasn't bad. It was in on the hands, and Will Smith is just a good hitter who put the barrel down on it and crushed that ball. The pitch to Peralta was a garbage pitch, middle-middle, and he crushed it. But for the most part, you know, you got to limit, as we talked about before, the people in front of him. Can't give the walk up to Freddie Freeman. Can't give the soft single up to Jason Hayward, even though it was a soft single. But you know you're going to give up home runs. you got to limit the damage by just making those solo home runs instead of two-run home runs. I mean, in the way this offense has been performing, and and again too, that's like, that's something Lance Link can't control, yeah. and that's that's another example of what happened, you know, over the weekend with with the relievers with T with that play by T A. It's like, well, the offense is going to do oh, yeah. basically nothing, so all all the other parts of the game mm -hmm. better be 
better be damn close to perfect. Exactly. And Lance Lynn, far from perfect tonight. Guy, you put up four runs in the first inning, that's going to be a bad, bad start, you know, nine, nine out of ten times. Um, but, you know, all the offense has to do is score five runs, and we're, t- we're having a very different conversation only scoring five runs seems to be a, a bridge too far on most nights for this offense right now. Well, and Mankata, too, I mean, boots that play a third, too. So, I mean, it's even like the defense isn't even fully clean, you know? I mean, like, right. And, every then, and then that, and then you could, I mean, it was a, he stepped into a two on nobody out jam. I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and say that that Moncada error is the only reason that run ended up scoring. No, no, no. But, but, it's magnified, right? You remember it. Oh, there you go. Moncada error, fifth run. That's That puts the game even further out of reach because the offense isn't doing anything. We've always talked about like when the White Sox have played complete games and it's been few and far between when they're playing, you know, getting great pitching, great hitting, and playing great defense. And, you know, the A's just won their seventh game uh, in a row, and we just uh, had found the stat that uh, what the last time the White Sox had a seven-game win streak was – August 22nd of 2022 when they beat the 20, Cubs. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, two, there's two 20s. It's, it's 20. Jesus. It's 22 times. Sure. Like That's, the vision. Yeah. yeah. Like um, Robert Walters. Stupid. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, that was the game Jose Abreu went deep, I think, three times. Uh, Kyle Hendricks was pitching in Wrigley. Like, it's been a while where this team's, like, clicking and running. And, like, that's always been the thing, too, is, like, the first half of 2021 was really good. Kind of the back half of 2021 wasn't so great. We know how bad the AL Central has been last year and even in 2021. Like, I mean, how, how good was this team ever to be, like, to, to start? And, like, I, I don't even know if we need to get into this discussion, but, like, it's mainly just because they're 1-4 in four now in their last five games. And, you know, all that offense is kind of dried up. OPS under 600 as an entire team. Um, you know, they hit those four homers. Uh, against the Yankees, yay! It was a good day. It was a good day, or a good, you know, a good first half of the day. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> when your first five in June, and at that time, I think we discussed it's like, yeah, they're winning, but they're not scoring runs, and it continues. Now you get any slight bad start from a pitcher, the game was over in the first inning. I think we all felt. Oh, four runs, that's pretty much over, especially with Tony Gonzalez on the other side, who only gives up like one or two on a bad start, even though his last start with the versus the Reds, he gave up three. So, like, the White Sox are not going to score that out there. No, not at all. And they they underperformed my expectations even then. I think I gave them two runs in the in the preseason uh, or pre-game show. And only one because of Andrew Vaughn's bad base running and then eventually the sack fly by uh, Yasmani Grandal. Even when we get good things, Vaughn can't play right. And his play at first base on those overhead uh, foul balls, lackluster. Like this, everything about this team right now is not going the way it should be. Sands the bullpen today. Derek Crochet did a good job today. So did Tanner Banks. One of Crochet's better outings, if not his best outing of the season, I'd say. Yeah. And I don't think it so. It wasn't even that good. I think, I mean, I mean, he had two full innings where he inherited yeah. runners. He induced that ground ball that Yoan. Yeah. The only uh, the only base runner he gave up was the error. I think. Yeah. No, well, he gave the uh, double to Mookie. And then we oh, and and also the following, and then yeah. also okay. the good throw. No, it was better than I thought it by was by Clint Frazier throwing out Mookie Betts on a sharp single with a rifle to home plate, and Mookie Betts was out by a good margin. So there were some good things in this game, but. 
the the bad far outweighed the good, far outweighed it. Yeah, I think uh, White Sox Tom earlier said uh, the play of the game was that Frazier throw. Um, really, the only highlight uh, Clark earlier did make me laugh uh, when he said uh, you could talk about all three hits and still have time to kill. <laughs> um, so thank you, Clark, for that one. Um, crochet on the night, I think he threw thirty five pitches, uh, six called and six swinging. Called strike whiff percentage at thirty four percent. Not bad, not great. Um, kind of average for a reliever, um, just because again you're having less for le- guy, less pitches. So, for a guy who know. struggled, that yeah. Was, for a guy was, who struggled, that was, good, that was a good a good outing. I, I think, yeah. yeah, best outing of the, of yeah. of his year so far. And uh, he's going against the Dodgers, a, sure. a, a formidable offense. So those numbers are a little bit more elevated, I think. When one of your uh, hits given up is against Bookie Betts, hey. Got to tip your hat to yep. the shortstop of the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break here, um, and then uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about our Chicago White Sox. Um, you guys want to go to Comet Theater? I do want to go to Comet Theater. Are you ready? <laughs> I like the sound effect. The Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. You know, Herb, you're right. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our beloved territory. We have yet to get an official ruling on what that territory entails. Is it Chicagoland? Is it the Great Lakes? Is it the state of Illinois? I'm not sure. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, ComEd? Oh, no. I'm still figuring it out. Okay. We'll get to the bottom of that. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like those for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Mm, industrial processes, indeed. How does that work, Vinny? You just like that phrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel, makes you just feel all warm inside. Mm-hmm. Well, Herb, I'm glad you asked because I have that information for you right here. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you, Herb, or you, listener, own a business, don't wait. Now, here is your CTA, your Chicago Transit Authority, if you will. Get started saving money and energy today. Speaking of the Chicago Transit Authority, I was driving down the expressway the other day and saw that they have a train now that's painted like the old ones. It's white and green with the retro oh. logo on it. So we, we, exciting. we drove past Union Park today in the, the um, L right above it. Yeah. And it's a green and white station. Is that you gotta, to match that? Oh, I don't know, but you got to take a look at those green line stations. They are yeah, absolutely. They're they beautiful. are lovely. Back, the the back, OGs, right? That's the OG line. I don't. Think that's the first so. line. I don't know. I don't know. Right. We'll have to Sorry. look that up as well. We've I got a lot of heard. things to research. Back to the ad read. <laughs> For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? Yes, I did say that. Schedule it today. Amazing. Uh, I, fi- I got your information about ComEd's territory. The territory. ComEd's service territory borders, uh, borders Iroquois County to the south, roughly Interstate 80, the Wisconsin border to the north, 
the Iowa border to the west, and the Indiana border to the east. Uh, ComEd powers the lives of more than 4 million customers across northern Illinois, or 70% of the state's population. So it's Chicagoland plus everything all the way to the river. Yeah, basically. All the way to the Mississippi River. The north half of anything north of 80. North of I-80. They got you. Nothing for you, region. Get out of here. I'm not gonna. It's your own damn electricity. I gotta figure out, <laughs> Stephen. Can you uh, figure out uh, more about the uh, Chicago L lines and which one was the first one? Thank I got you. that. I got that. Stephen, all right, all right, Stephen, looks, that, Stephen yeah. looks very upset. <laughs> He's like, I was doing the Cubs show too, uh, running back and forth. <laughs> Stephen, do me a favor. You got that goose sound effect? Uh, that I could do for you. Yeah. Look at you. Um, oh, Herb's the got look the look of pure panic on <laughs> Stephen's face when Sean asked if he could look something up about the L. Oh boy, mercy. Uh, Herb's holding up the pocket pills. It's an everyday beer. It's what the brewers are drinking over at the uh, Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or their tap room over at Fulton Town in or Fulton Street uh, in West Town. Uh, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, and they've been Chicago's beer since 1988. Uh, we've been very lucky to uh, have the 312, the Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hubs, Hugs, the Hazy, uh, hazy IPAs uh, stocked in our CHGO fridges, but um, you know we won a softball game yesterday. We did, and uh, you, you you chose the bar where we we're going to go after Moonlighter. Uh, we went place. over to the Moonlighter, and uh, we were looking over the beer list and uh, Honkers Ale. Yeah, the, the one of the original uh, delicious islands. Never had it before, and it was uh, fantastic. Straight, so, out the, straight out of the draft, right? Yeah, hey, it was it was fantastic. So I mean, even the even the the. The original stuff is is fantastic. Again, they've been Chicago beer since 1988. So grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer over at their original brew house. Uh, again, over on Clybourne and Lincoln Park, or their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. As Brian 74 says, removing the Goose Island head or Goose head from Sox Park has cursed this team. Hey, results are in, and that's true. Where's the lie? Yeah, it's the, Sean, it's the curse of the Goose head. Vinny, Sean, you are. Uh, you are correct. Yes. Uh, the the first L line went south, and some of the tracks are still in use by the Green Line today. Look at Sean. Hey. It's Chicago a natural is. Jeffrey Brayer. It's the city I live. <laughs> it's a guy from WTTW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Window of the world. Should, should we have a telethon? <laughs> That'd be funny. No. I don't think we should, but. You want to work the phones? It would be funny. Work the phones. I'd be presenting. I'd have to imagine. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Come yeah. on. E- e- every hour would we switch? I mean, we have a lot of personalities. I want to be the guy who's, I want to be the guy who, when you come back from the commercial mm-hmm. or, for, you know, for the whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. Is like telling you exactly what you just watched mm-hmm. and that you can buy it on like a 15 pack DVD. Hell yes. Yeah. That'd be good. It's like that's with what your I, donation, that's the job I want. You get that thing you just watched for free. <laughs> Right. And this tote bag. Right. So Vinny wants to host a telethon. So somebody uh, hit up his agent um, and somebody hit up Herb's agent uh, for uh, 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 weather forecast. Meteorologist. Yeah. Um, you know what you we, you could do the presenting sponsor? Brought to you by viewers like you. Since we're stealing from the PBS. That's pretty good. Brought w- to, window to the world, baby. Yeah. Brought to you by diehards uh, like you. Um, uh, Steven, click on that link in, in Slack and then we'll do that and we'll just get out of here. All right. Um, so th- I want to I want to bug you guys real quick. Okay. Uh, this is the immaculate grid. I was going to bring it up on the off day, but then we talked for an hour and ten minutes about the White Sox. Um, so uh, let's let's just do this real quick. I was going to try to do two of these within one episode because they had a, a White Sox question and a White Sox specific uh, uh, grid or, or line here. But anyways, um, you could just exit out of this, Stephen. We've kind of done this before. 
it's kind of the whole thing where, okay. you know, uh, a guy's played for this team and this team, right? You know, and you can only guess it once, basically. Gotcha. Um, so they so, have to, in each square, they align. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, so it. it's, it's basically like a tic-tac-toe grid mm-hmm. uh, for the podcast listeners. Um, on the, the left side is the Diamondbacks logo, the Nationals logo, and 500 career home runs, uh, bat- uh, batters with 500 career home runs. And then the uh, top row, uh, Cubs, Cardinals, and then uh, 30 stolen bases in a season. All right. So basically, you know, to fill out one of the, the squares and the grids, you have to name a player who played for the Cubs. And the Diamondbacks. All right, um, and you and you if you get it wrong, it's the game is over. Yeah, and we can okay. do this as a team. Uh, sure. So that's the thing. Is uh, so so. I mean, why, why don't we start top left? Cubs and Diamondbacks. Uh, Mark Grace. Mark Grace. Uh, Stephen, you want to type that in? Uh, yeah, it does. It does work. It, it's <laughs> does it not? Yeah, I know. Now I know what you you mean. I was thinking that oh, it was a little picture. That's nice. That was like the thirty stolen this. base thing had to be part of it, but it doesn't. No, no, no. no. So it's team. just so it's just the way that the the two I that get, intersect in the square. So I got the, the next one. All right, so the, you got the Diamondbacks and, and Cardinals. Yes, I'm gonna go with Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, that works. Um, I'm, 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 I I can't. I don't know. Can I get thirty stolen? And the thing is, you got to be immaculate. So you only you get seven guesses for mm. this. Um, Steven, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna go bottom right. Uh, 500 career homers and 30 stolen bases in a season. I'll go Alex Rodriguez. I don't think he's he's gonna count for any of those other teams. So we're not gonna not gonna double up on him. Boom. There we go. Okay. Because he was will, a 40 40. I will pick. I will go to the uh, the 500 plus career home runs for the Chicago Cubs. Sammy Sosa. Right, and that and that that I mean, if the Sox were that team, Ken Griffey Jr. would count. Just had to play. Just for had to play right. there. I mean, uh, right. Manny Ramirez would have counted for Correct. the Sox as well. Correct. Any Arizona Diamondback that stole 30 bases or any Washington National. He had to be a Washington National. He had to be a Washington National while he, he stole, stole 30 it, bases. I think. Damn, that's tough. I right? think that's we why talked I about I this the other day. The I believe the Washington Nash, a Washington so National to steal 30 Expos? bases. No, is Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, he did 40-40. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this on the show the other day. Oh well, then. Oh, but wait, but do we want to save Soriano for the Cubs and National? No. Oh wait. Oh, you can't Just repeat. Yeah. Well, let's say let's do Soriano here for the Nationals. Yeah, we can think gonna, of a Cub and National. His name is Edwin Jackson. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> or do we want to save him for the uh, Cardinals? He could be Cardinals. He could be the Cardinals too. too. All right. We'll use Ed, Edwin Jackson for the Cubs and, and Cardinals. Uh, Nationals and, and Cardinals. Sean Doolittle was he a Cardinal? I don't mm. think he was a Cardinal. Well, 500 career home runs with the Cardinals, Albert Pujols. Oh, well, yeah, Mark McGuire. Um, but, okay, I was like, you didn't have to hit them all with the Cardinals. No. So Mark McGuire would be part of that. Right, you know, that was the Ken Griffey Jr. with the White Sox. And Mark I Reynolds? Would, did Mark Reynolds do Nationals and Cardinals? I would, yeah, I would go with it. Wait, there's got to be an easier one. Than Mark Reynolds? Yeah. Okay. When we're a little bit more confident on. Who stole 30 bags with the Diamondbacks? Tony Womack. Catal Marte? Tony Womack. 30 bags? Steven, you're a fantasy guy. Did Catal Marte steal 30 bags with the Diamondbacks? That was honestly the first guy I thought of, too, but that's a lot. I I would say no. I'm just guessing, but I would say no. Because he had a couple really good power seasons. Corbin Carroll will... Eventually. All right, we just got to guess. Tony Womack. Unless you guys want to override me. 
Tony Womack or, or Mark Reynolds for Tony, the for the Tony Womack was the guy I was thinking about on thirty. So, so which one are you more confident in? I'm more confident in the Tony Womack I'm than con- Mark Reynolds. I, mm. I know Mark Reynolds played for the Cardinals. Pretty sure he played for the Cardinals. Yeah. I would go with Tony Womack. Vinny? Which yeah, I have no idea with Mark Reynolds if Mark Reynolds <laughs> played for both of those teams. I know he played for the D-backs. Oh, I feel like Mark God. Reynolds is like a real deep pull here. Matt too. Wieters? Matt Wieters. Matt Wieters for the Cardinals and the, the uh, Nationals. That's better, yeah. I think he was an at. I think he went Orioles, Nationals, Cardinals. Yeah. There it is. Drum put roll. It in. Drum yes. roll. Put it in. Yes, oh, Matt Wieters. With a creepy it. goatee. How do you come up with Matt Wieters? That's I don't a, know. Pulled that I was out of nowhere. Just thinking of, I was just thinking of catchers. Um, <laughs> shit. 30 bases for the D-backs. Who is led off for the Diamondbacks? Craig Council. Council would uh, steal 30 Tony bags. Womack. Who else? He had 50 homers. I don't think he stole 30 bags. Um, Marte and Womack are two. Who do we feel more confident in, Marte or Womack? Womack for me. Royce Clayton. Did he play for the D-backs? Yeah. But I don't think he was stealing bases. If I um, oh, uh, Edwin, or uh, Ender Enciarte. In, in, Ender Enciarte? Yeah, did he steal 30 bags? I, I mean, no he was idea. a part of that, that Braves trade. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, I, yeah, it's got to be Tony Womack. All right, why don't we listen to I Paul correct? Upton? If he's Paul correct, I, Upton stole thirty bags early in his career. Thirty bases, but he was he with Upton? Was it with the? No, he was. He was with the Diamondbacks to start. Yeah, Paul correct is his last name is correct. He says Tony Womack. So let's right. go with Tony Womack. And yeah, hey, we got one more guess. Oh man, I'm sweating bullets. <sighs> to be go. immaculate. Here we go. Hey! Yeah, Let's go. Yes. All right, good job. All right, we can drive that home safely. That was fun. All right, thanks. I'm glad we, I'm glad we did I liked that. that. All right, we can, we can continue doing it. But you that. can only play once a day? Yeah, it's kind of like oh, Wordle. that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, that's, like the thing that, that's the thing you should be able to spend like six hours doing. And Justin yeah. Upton never stole 30 bases for anybody, much less the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, now to, I got to look up if Cattell Marte or yeah. Mark Reynolds uh, played uh, while we have you here. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Uh, not only was Mark Reynolds a Cardinal in 2015, but he was a Nat in 2018. Wow, nicely done. Boom. Uh, and that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Cattell Marte's career high 11 and 10 uh, stolen wow, bases. Good thing, good thing so, we didn't guess that. I'm starting to understand. Do you, you know who stole Twitter? the most bags between Mark Reynolds and Justin Upton as a season high? I'm going to go ahead and guess that the only reason you're asking this is because it's Mark, Mark Reynolds. Reynolds. It is. 24 <laughs> is his high. 24? 21 was Justin Upton's high as a uh, D-back and his career, too. That's insane. Uh, so, uh, and Paul Kreck was asking, what was that uh, I want to play? Immaculate Grid. Um, and I think it was mainly taken off of... Uh, Jolly Olive of uh, John Boy Baseball, who uh, does uh, something similar on their uh, their baseball channel. So uh, make sure you check that out because uh, he's great. Um, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We'll see you tomorrow uh, for another rousing White Sox baseball game. Uh, thank you, Stephen Nicholas, for producing. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye.